You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This week on the show, our pop culture news. We talk about season two of The Bad Batch. And fortune cookies. It is July 2023, and you're listening to To Lunchbox Lunchbox Reaction. Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, welcome back, everyone. It's another episode without Linnea. Linnea's on a vacation to the Grand Canyon. And she didn't bring me. (laughs) Yeah, but you're going to get to go on a different vacation. Well, yeah, I guess next year. Grandma is taking both of us on vacation separately Mm -hmm. through some weird grandma and grandchild thing. (laughs) It's cool, though. Yeah, no, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Maybe someday if mom and I have grandchildren, we'll do the same thing for them. Yay. There we go. All right. Should we get on to our pop culture news? Sure. Would you like to go first? Okay. My pop culture news is that the Nimona movie finally came out, and it's really good. Yeah, you watched it? Yeah. You I didn't d- You didn't want to wait for, for me and Linnea to watch it with you? No, because I had to watch it immediately, Dad. Okay. I love the book, and the story, it has, like, all the same characters, and it touches on a bunch of, like, parts from the book. It's just not the same story of the book. It's like a different story, but it goes down the exact same path. But yeah, it was a good movie. It's not as good as Across the Spider-Verse, though. If you had to choose, definitely see Spider-Verse. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that probably next week, I would think. Hopefully. I would think we should watch it this week and review it, since it's brand new and we're all kind of excited about it. Okay, what's your pop culture reference, Dad? My news is that the trailer for the second half of Dune is now out. Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah. I, I'm not really interested in that, but it looks... <laughs> Cool. I think I've even watched that just because I saw an ad on YouTube. Sure, sure. I mean, I've been a fan of Dune since I first read it, probably when I was in about seventh grade. Mm. I loved it. It was a great story. And back then, I liked it more for the sci-fi aspect of it. But, of course, there's a lot of political intrigue. and To me, it just kind of seems like a bunch of politics and people getting addicted to stuff. Right, politics, yeah. Yeah, so there have been several adaptations of it. There was a movie by David Lynch, which was very weird, which didn't stick 
too much to the book. I remember when I first saw the movie, I was thinking to myself, this is not like the book. Uh, then there was a made-for-TV adaptation, which was very much closer to the book, but not very exciting, I think. I mean, I've never oh. gone back and rewatched it. Uh, and then uh, there's this current movie, Incarnation, uh, which is helmed by director Denis Villeneuve, who's done other great sci-fi movies like the one off the top of my head is is Arrival, which I don't think you've seen, Evan. No. But that was a very good movie. Again, very is kind of slow, and but very thought-provoking. It's very, uh, you know, sci-fi that really makes you think. Cool. Wh- which I like, yeah. And so I think who better to do this adaptation than him and... Yeah, uh, the first movie came out during the pandemic, so I didn't get to see it in the theater, but I bought it online and I watched it. So we own it if you ever want to watch it, and I'd I'd sort of like to have you guys watch it with me sometime. Okay. But I really enjoyed it. I thought they did a great job. It was a good adaptation, and I'm I'm really looking forward to the second half, and I might go so far as going to see it in the theater, because I think on the big screen it'd be awesome. Maybe I'll see it without any context from the first no, movie. No, no, you have to see the first movie because otherwise you'd be sort of like, what in the heck exactly. is going on? Exactly, that's where I'm going to go. I'm, no, no. And I'm going to try to summarize the plot of the first movie no. just from what I get from the second movie. No. It's going to be amazing. Don't do that, no. <laughs> no. If any of you want to copy my idea, go ahead and do that for sure. Anyway, all right, so that's my pop culture news, yeah. So should we move on to this week's topic? Sure. All right, The Bad Batch, season two. Okay. What are your opening thoughts, Dad? Oh, I was just going to first say the uh, Bad Batch Season 2 was released in January of this year, 2023. And the last episode aired on March 29th, 2023. Of course, it's on the Disney Plus channel, so if you have that, you can watch it. The uh, first season, which we talked about a while ago, I can't remember how long ago. but uh, I think yeah. it was like 2021. Well, the first season had 16 episodes, and this season also had 16 episodes. I think we watched the first 10 or so as they came out, and then we just kind of quit. Yeah. And just in the last week, I said, hey, you know, Linnea's going to be gone. Let's finish up these last six episodes. So we watched the last six, so just over the last few days. So it's right on the tip of my mind now. So I thought, yeah, let, let's do a podcast about it. So, uh, yeah, my first thoughts, I just wanted to get that out of the way for people. who Yeah. I might want to know. And, oh, and also, you know, the the Bad Batch is a show. It takes place in the Star Wars universe. It's about a a group of clone troopers, collectively known as the Bad Batch, because they're they're kind of outliers in the clone army. Yeah, well, all the other clones are just like perfect copies of this one guy. They're all like different. Like one of them's a, a tank. The uh, one of them's really smart. Well, all the others are just kind of the exact same. So my opening thoughts. My opening thoughts are. Up until just the last maybe four or five episodes, I thought this season was just kind of meh. Yeah. It, it didn't, I mean, it was kind of on par with the first season, just a bunch of loosely related, you know, let's go on a mission, do this, let's go on a mission, do that, and that's fine. But, oh my gosh, these last few episodes of this season really turned it around for me and made the show very interesting. And I, I did a total flip on it. What about you? Yeah, I agree. The rest of the last part of the show felt like the exact same as the middle part of season one. It was just them going on adventures, trying to make money and stuff. But after that, there weren't many random side plots that didn't come back in the story like there was in The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. There was like one random side plot, but that was just 
about another member of the Bad Batch. Sure. You're talking about Crosshair? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that really counts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Crosshair is a member of the Bad Batch. I mean, and but he, you know, that that created part of the tension at the and in the first season is that he left because he didn't really see eye to eye with the rest of them. And then in this season, we also lose, uh, we lose Echo for a while. Actually, most of the season, it felt like. Yeah. And to be honest, <laughs> when we were, when we first started watching these, I, I kept thinking to myself, you know, I know there's another one of these guys that left and I could not picture him in my head at all. <laughs> I mean, he was so non-memorable. I was almost in a way glad that they sort of sidelined him because it's like I couldn't really remember anything about them. I felt that I felt that Echo and Tech are too close to the same character that in my head they were just kind of the same. Oh. So getting rid of one of them was like no big deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually kind of think it worked better because there were because when there's five of them and when two of them to me are almost identical, it, it sort of kind of meld together. That makes sense. So for me, it worked getting rid of him for most of the season. But he does come back at the end. The thing is, I can never forget about Echo because he's like one of the main characters in the Clone Wars oh, for okay. clones. I see. And everybody thought he died for like four seasons. And then he came back and it was really cool. And I was like, oh, Echo's here. And then he <laughs> left and I was sad. Oh, okay. So yeah, the season starts out... Um, I don't know, it's been so long. <laughs> Since well, we started, well, there, we, there is a plot at the start of the season that involves people starting to figure out that the Empire is taking away clones. Sure. That plot, it does have, like, a, I think a few random sidelines mm. involving one random senator that only comes back once later. Yeah, so that senator, I liked her, but her character design, to me, is almost exactly like Omega. The girl. Also, her voice actor is the same. Yeah, and so I kept expecting throughout the season that, oh, um, you know, she's going to somehow be related or whatever. I, I don't know. And that never came to pass, but it just, it really bothered me because it's like, oh, it looks like a grown-up Omega. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they couldn't have, couldn't have made her character look more different. Well, except she's blue. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. She's blue. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe, maybe it just would have been better if they had a different... I if I guess if they would have... Her face, facial features could have been a little different and the voice actor was not the same as Omega. Bad Batch really likes to only use those two voice those actors. Those two voices, yeah. Because there's that there's one voice actor that voices the entire Bad Batch and every other clone, and then there's Omega's voice actor. Well, there is... Uh, there's Sid. I guess. Who's yeah. voiced by Rail Perlman, I believe. Which I think is a pretty good catch because she's... She's good. In fact, you might recognize her. I mean, I remember remember when we were watching um, Poker Face. Oh yeah. And at the end, we have that new sort of shadowy figure who calls her on the phone. Mm. And Mom and I were excited because, hey, that's Rhea Perlman. I'm looking up here to make make sure that if if I'm right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Rhea Perlman did do Sid. Cool. Yeah. So I think she does a good job. Do you think there was much growth in the characters? Well, definitely in Omega, and I think. Most of the characters, especially Hunter, kind of became more of a fatherly figure. Sure, right. Because you can definitely see they're starting to think more about Omega and not just being soldiers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Hunter Hunter definitely is much more of a father figure. I think, uh, who's the big strong guy? Wrecker. Wrecker. I mean, he definitely got more fun 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, and and not. I mean, I don't mean his character, but I mean the character's personality. He, I felt like instead of being a tightly wound spring who hated everything and was always complaining, he he kind of opened up and he's more fun and he's he's willing to help out people you know beyond his crew. He's that funny dad. Figure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Tech still seems like tech. I don't think he. Yeah. Changed. He didn't really become more fatherly. He was. Just... Yeah. And I think there are times there are times when Omega talks to him, and I think he, I think he shows hints of maybe understanding where she's coming from, but he's still I got to do the mission. That that's what I am. <laughs> well, also it feels like he cared about Omega from the start, because he's he's the one who's suggesting like maybe we can settle down. Omega seems to want that. But I also think uh, I think Crosshair really changed too. I mean, he, it's hard to say that he didn't. Yeah. Because. You know, at the end of last season, I mean, he was always sort of a thorn in their sides, even though they were on the same team. And then he left, and and he became a thorn, a thorn in their sides because he was trying to get them captured. And then, and but then over this season, I, I don't know, spoilers. I mean, we get to see him change and realize what the Empire is. Yeah, especially as they start. Yeah, moving out. And I think, clones. and believe it or not, I think that was probably one of my favorite moments or things that happened throughout the arc of this show the episodes with Crosshair coming to terms very begrudgingly of of what's going on and, and kind of realizing, hmm, I, I I probably goofed up. From what I remember, I only hear remember hearing him say, good soldiers follow order. It's like once. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more than the last season. <laughs> yeah. And he puts himself on the line to get a message to his friends and... Uh, or, you know, his former comrades, I don't know. I, to him, he probably doesn't even think that they're friends anymore because of what he did. But, yeah. but, but you know, he has the decency to, when he gets some information, he tries to tell them. And I think that sh- goes a long way to showing, you know, without giving away too many spoilers, what, what uh, or how he's developing. So I was actually very pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you visit Arizona... Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Yeah, so then we get to the end of the show. So, so yeah, we watched these last six episodes. The, of those six, like the first one and the third one were, again, just kind of filler. But that second one and then four, five, and six felt almost like a mini movie. Yeah. It just, it just worked. It had all the characters. They, uh, there were some great battle scenes. There were lots of stakes, you know, thing, things that mattered. And it really felt like Star Wars. You know, it, it, there were, I don't know. It just, it just had a, a nice flow to it and a nice feeling. And I think those four episodes, really elevated the season for me. Like up until that point, I was pretty much just thinking, eh, it's just more of the same. But then, yeah, I think the writers really knocked it out of the park. I feel like every part of a season has like a new 
commander that's trying to take out the Bad Batch. Mm. And this last part of the season's commander is, like, actually a scary guy. Right, yeah. <laughs> because, like, he's willing to do anything. He's kind of like Moff Gideon from Mandalorian. He's, like, into cloning. He's right. got a bunch of scientific stuff. And he will do literally anything to track down somebody and kill them. And I like that he doesn't follow the usual bad guy trope of yelling at people. Yeah, no. He's very, he's very quiet. He's, you know, he talks very slow. He's intimidating, but he's also. intimidating. He comes to a point. He makes his point, and you can decide to go with him or against him and face the consequences. I mean, it's just like. Oh my God! You know he's he's very cool. Yeah, I'd say you know if you've if you've given up on on the Bad Batch or hadn't watched it or Star uh, Wars in general or Star Wars in general, yeah. And I wouldn't say go and watch the entire season because there's a lot of episodes that are just filler. Yeah, all you need to know is that they've been working with Sid for a while. That's literally it. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you know you could watch the first few at the beginning of the season and then just hop up toward the end of the season and, and start watching a few. But yeah, I, those those last few episodes just... Yeah, I loved them. I loved them. They were great. I was really surprised. <laughs> yeah. it's It was a good yeah. show in the end. And the music, too. The music... I, I don't remember much from the previous season or even the first part of this season, but boy, once we get to those last few episodes, it was, it was epic. Yeah. The battle scenes. You can the, hear, like hints of John Williams yeah there. but the battle scenes the sneaking around I mean the building the tension whoever did the music did just again I think they knocked it out of the park for those last few episodes what the animation do you think it got better worse the same since I don't really remember most of the first 10 episodes except the I think the backgrounds always stayed cooler than the last season because mm-hmm. they look a lot prettier like, especially that planet with all the tall peaks. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. There are some cool settings that they have. I think the characters feel pretty much the same animation-wise, but I feel like the backgrounds and the ships got a bit more detailed. Yeah. So, which, which was nice. I agree. I mean, the, that's the weird thing is putting 3D animated characters into almost what you would say are photorealistic backgrounds because it, it can be kind of jarring because the characters aren't really photorealistic. So I guess the, yeah. there's a fine line between making the the ships in the backgrounds look too photoreal because then the characters don't look real when they're interacting with it. The person who composed all the music for the second part of season two was is Kevin Kinner. Well, shout out to Kevin Kinner. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I like the music. It was good. Search that up. Uh, Location-wise, we got a lot of locations this year. We have, you know, Sid's Place. We have some... There was a giant mech episode, I think, oh, uh, yeah. on a sort of a icy planet. Uh, we had a planet where they were going through some caves. Oh, this was a season where they, they met those people in the mining colony, is that? Yeah. Am I remembering that? Yeah, so there was another... And they stole the Bad Batch's ship. And again, you know, I felt a lot of those were just throwaway episodes. There was one where we meet that Indiana Jones-like lady who we end up you know, in the last few episodes going to her planet. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that episode might be important because we meet her. And there was also a giant mech battle in that episode. And the giant mech battle. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the last few episodes had a, like, more of a paradise planet with a cool ocean and island villages. And 
The only enemy there was natural disasters. Natural disasters. We had a snowy planet where Crosshair was on guarding some items. We have the research kind of planet where the, the bad guy is located. So, yeah, there, I, I like that there were a lot of varied settings. It's not like The Mandalorian where it felt like we were either on yeah. Tatooine or or the other sandy planet or or One the, the Mandalore. Or Mandalore, yeah. <laughs> it felt like there were just a few settings, but yeah. And then Jack Black's planet. Jack Black's planet, <laughs> yeah. Jack Black didn't even show up in this show. So yeah, and back you know when we were talking about the Mandalorian, we were, I was we had talked about episodes that didn't follow the Mandalorian, and I and I mentioned the Bad Batch, and I was thinking particularly of that episode where we had the senator. Yeah, I mean, do, do you still think that that, or I, I I guess you never thought that I was the one who was saying it. I, do you think that that episode works now that we've seen this whole season where we where we just kind of follow the senator around for a while? She came back one time, Dad. Mm-hmm. There, I feel like if she even talked to the Bad Batch, then it would be worth it. But the fact that she only like showed back up once and then was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's kind of the end for me." So maybe not a whole episode, maybe just part of an episode or, yeah. or more more. Because wasn't she interacting with with Echo? I didn't. Because Echo was kind of working with her, isn't that why he sort of stayed behind? No. Or was I he working so. with Rex? Or maybe. He was working with Rex. Yeah, but Rex was working with her. I guess. So I guess in a way I thought they were all working together. I don't know. Yeah, I still think I still think they need to find a better way to handle those, to get those side episodes in that they want. Uh, it could easily be cut, I think, or somehow worked in some alternate yeah. way rather than spending whole episodes following not our characters. And, you know, part of me was going to say the same thing with Crosshair, except Crosshair is was part of the Bad Batch, and and I think that paid off at the end of this season. So I'm going to forgive him for that. <laughs> yeah. I think there there should be a whole another Star Wars show called Star Wars Other Storylines, mm-hmm. and and their episodes can just, like, update when they want to put out <laughs> an episode for a different show. So, like, it can go from live action to animated. It would That would be cool. It's like, oh, Star Wars Other Storylines just updated. But would it be too hard to know where it falls in the timeline? Like, I find myself, when I'm watching this show, I keep having to remind myself, okay, when is this taking place? This is after, you know, it's after the the Clone Wars and after you know, Revenge of the Sith, but it's before A New Hope. Yeah, no, I have good memory of all the Star Wars timeline stuff. <laughs> Except for, like, before the Republic. All that mm. Infinite Empire stuff is weird. <laughs> All right, so is that about everything we want to say about season two of The Bad Batch? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, let's rank it like we always do. What do you think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rank it separately, the first half and the second half. Okay. The first half is like a 5 out of 10. It was average Star Wars, maybe a 5.5 for all the backgrounds. And then the second half, that was like a 7.5. It was pr- pretty good. There are still some things that they could improve on because it kind of did feel like the end of the last season. But yeah, it was still pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm mostly in agreement with you. Yeah, I'd say the first half, even the first two-thirds, is yeah, just 5 out of 10 average. But boy, that last half, or those last few episodes that I mentioned, they really kicked it up. And yeah, I would give it an 8 out of 10. I would 
I would watch some of those episodes again because yeah, they were they were good. Yeah. Are you gonna watch season three when it comes out? Probably. Probably. If I finish Andor. <laughs> if I ever get to that. All right. And I also have to watch the entire Star Wars kids show on Disney Plus just to see if there's any lore drops in there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. That's our wrap up of the Bad Batch. Now it's time to move on to Fortune Cookies. Woohoo! Okay. My fortune is four basic premises of writing clarity, brevity, simplicity, and humanity. Hmm, okay. Mine is. Fear is the dark room where negatives are developed. Whoa. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> there we go, everyone. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. It's always great to hear from you, so please feel free to drop us a line. Lunchboxreaction at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, lunchboxreaction.net. There Woo-hoo. you can find all of our episodes. I have them all tagged, so if you're looking for things like just movies or just graphic novels things like that they're pretty easy to find yeah yeah i bet you didn't know that did you i did not <laughs> all right other than that tell all your friends get everyone to listen uh we always enjoy having more listeners and uh it helps us well, spread the word yeah we we like people listening to us <laughs> all right with that said we'll call that a wrap hopefully we'll be back next week with lene and toe and uh do another episode hopefully yeah. about nimona if, if you want to get a head start, watch Nimona. It's on Netflix, and that's pretty good. All right. And with that, we'll sign off. See you all next week. I've been Brian. I've been Evan. <laughs> and we'll see you next week at the lunch, the lunch table. table. I was waiting for you to say it with it's me. It's okay. <laughs> it, that sounds great. All right. So long. Goodbye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.